I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm your voice of confidence, and let's start our business. Well, I- I'm self-doubt, and uh, I don't think so. Come on. With LegalZoom, it's just a few steps. Fine. I'm in. LegalZoom. Now you're in business. LegalZoom is not a law firm or a substitute for an attorney. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Josh Kramer. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you back. We had to reschedule. You were feeling a little under the weather, but I'm so grateful that you're back on your feet and doing well. And we're going to talk to our audience about how to get from being I mean, from doing to being. And the one thing we talked about just before, before we press the go button is how during the pandemic, there's been a, a, a blessing that we didn't anticipate, which is we had to slow down. We had no choice. We, a lot of us were on lockdown. I was in New York City at the time. And you kind of had to start being instead of doing. Uh, before we go into that wonderful conversation, do share with the audience a little bit about your backstory. That's right. And thank you so much for having me, Christina. I'm glad we were able to reschedule and have this conversation today because I think it is so important especially the idea here, we're coming up amazingly on two years from when COVID began. And I remember when it did begin, I felt that there were going to be gifts from this time. I didn't know obviously quite what they would be. Um, Like many people, I know people that struggled personally, professionally, who didn't survive. Mm. And it almost felt like there was a responsibility to look a little bit deeper within. And as as we touched on this idea of being rather than doing, Mm. I think became a really important theme for a lot of people. And it's actually how I uh, what prompted me to write this book, The Unicorn and You, because I Mm -hmm. felt like there was a perspective to be shared Mm -hmm. about how we can get out of our own heads. And that in and of itself would allow us to focus more on being rather than doing. 
Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. How did our society get to being such a doing society? Because I think 100 years ago, you kind of didn't have a choice. Yeah, you had to do things to stay alive, like, you know, work the right. farm and get up when the sun got up and go to bed. when the. But I felt like there was more beingness back then. And now with all the modern technologies, it seems like we're so much a doing society. You're absolutely right. And it's interesting. I had a conversation this week with the great friend James Hicks on his podcast, and we talked about that very thing. Is it technology that has really prompted us to say, okay, I need to always be doing something. I can't just put my phone down. I can't get off the computer. I can't get off online. I can't just go outside and look at nature, be in nature. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I connected more deeply with nature over the past years. It was not something that ever really came easily to me, mm -hmm. but I felt like that slowed me down in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And I got off the TV, I got off my phone and I think that that has made a big difference, at least for me, when I started yeah. to understand, okay, how do I stop focusing on myself? Yeah. And that's really what it had to do with. You know, it's interesting. As a kid, Josh, one of my favorite things to do, and I, I would guess a little geeky kid, I didn't like, I mean, I liked reading, but I loved, because I lived in Virginia, I loved getting out into the wilderness and just walking in the woods. And back then I used to walk for hours amongst the trees and the animals and whatever. I never felt scared. And now when I moved to the city in my teens, People were like, weren't you scared a big bad animal would come and eat you? And it's like, no, you begin to respect nature, understand nature and know where the boundaries are, but begin to feel a sense of like, we're, we're in this like, I'm not just me, as you were saying, you, you get out of my head, of, it's just the Josh world, Christina world, it's the we're all in this and there's animals, there's bears, there's dogs, there, there, there's trees, we're, we're just not just us. That's exactly right. And I love that you said that. It's so funny. I mean, I remember growing up where it was go out and play. Mm -hmm. And that is a thing that I don't think exists as much anymore, maybe mm -hmm. in certain parts, but almost the notion of just going out and play really has to do with go out and be. Mm -hmm. And so much of, I think, certainly my childhood, which was a, a really warm and loving and supportive one and safe one yeah. was because it was, it was safe to go out and do that. And if it was just kind of getting out of our heads and, mm. you know, technology has certainly changed that, but you touched on something that I think is so important. And, you know, as by way of background in the unicorn and you, I outlined five principles that I think are important to really kind of realize our greater potential, but get out of our own heads. One mm. of them, which I think is so underappreciated is humility. And so much of what you talked about there has to do with humility. Hmm. I, I quote the great C.S. Lewis in that humility is not uh, thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Oh. And so much of our world is we're, we're wrapped up in our own heads and we lose sight of the fact that we're tiny, we're small, we're ephemeral. <laughs> of course, we're all special and unique, but at the same time, understand the size and scope of our importance. And sometimes I feel like our self-importance our self-centeredness, or um, it's important to step back a little bit and understand that in the whole scheme of things, uh, we're all in this together. Uh, yeah. There's a sense of the greater good, and we can make that contribution by thinking less of ourselves. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think as YouTube, Facebook, YouTube kind of became you too, meaning you're your own television station. Um, and then people were, some of them are doing great things on YouTube. I, I actually was able to get in shape big time by using an online fitness person who actually by accident during the pandemic was uploading videos for her clients and didn't think people would take to it. And now millions of people are doing her workouts, including me. Um, but it's a blessing where that's been used in a 
really unique way and, and a blessing, but it can be the thing where you get so tied in. Oh, look at me. And oh, let me get as many fans and da la 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 la. And then you forget, why did you even start this? Wasn't it to actually really purely connect really with people? And then you get wrapped up into it's the me universe. The look yeah. at me, that phrase, I think, has captured so much of maybe even the last 10, 20 years. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I think we see it in so many ways with social media between, you know, very generically, the idea of likes and loves and mm -hmm. how many, you know, people nod at, at, at what you're doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think when we lose the essence of why we're doing something exactly as you were saying, the purpose behind those videos and what was there, yeah. you know, we kind of lose our sense of, of direction a little bit. Yeah. And so much of, of this time in, in the world, especially as we're now, as we mm. said, emerging from two years from this, and it feels mm. like things are changing, you hope that we don't lose, or at least I should say, have a short memory about yeah. what the last two, last two years were about. Yeah. And, you know, this brings back to me, I was in New York City in um, around 50th Street by uh, Rockefeller Center when the towers fell. And I remember how the community of, especially New York, because that's where we were hit, um, became so like people were being really polite. Oh, can I help you with your bags? Everyone was paying attention to each other. It wasn't just in their own universe. And that lasted a little bit. And then people went back to forgetting that. But I was like, it was such a beautiful moment where, you know, a horrible tragedy, but a beautiful moment that made us stop thinking of just our teeny little worlds and, and, Inventura. In fact, Josh, get this, the very next day after 9-11 happened, um, I went to the park because we all weren't going to work. We all like, it, all, you know, it wasn't even decided. People just didn't show up for work. I went to the park. I've never seen so many dads playing with their kids. Because usually on the weekend, you see mostly the mom pushing the carriages, maybe a dad here and there. So many dads and parents and family out there in the park all playing together, being. It was the most beautiful thing ever. I, I'm so glad you brought up that example because mm -hmm. I was down, I used, I worked down at the old towers, probably two, three years, not even before obviously nine 11, I happened to have relocated from New York city down to South Florida on before September 11, 2001, I was at the new freedom tower for the 20th anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. And I was struck by how much we've forgotten that feeling. That's exactly what I remember from 9-11 more than anything else. I remember those emotions, mm -hmm. that that sadness, that mm -hmm. that agony, because mm -hmm. um, unfortunately I was I was too connected to it through through friends. Mm -hmm. But I remember that groundswell of this kind of sense of we're all in this together. It mm -hmm. was so palpable and probably the only time I reckon all that in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. where that was that feeling. And you remember going out, of course, where people were a little nicer. They were mm -hmm. letting you go in front of you while you were driving. It was, yeah. it was so noticeable. And I think it's been forgotten very quickly. It's amazing how 20 years, you know, really kind of just flies by. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. here we're looking at two years from this. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I fear that that may be the same case with this. We'll, we'll have pictures of us in masks and forget what those feelings were like, especially yeah. at the beginning. Well, you know, one thing about this particular time that's different than 9-11, I find, is that now, because we had the lockdown at home, masking, separation, you know, distance, whatever, that that element of connecting more like we did in 9-11 wasn't as much present now because people were in teeny caves hiding in fear. Um, and I'd like to see that change with getting back in nature, getting back to prayer, 
God, our prayer life, just getting back to being instead of worrying about what's the next thing I have to do. What are some of your suggestions where people can really get to connect it again? Well, so I go back and for my book, The Unicorn and You, which I think outlines principles that are universal and timeless. And I, I really distill five of them. The first is kindness. The second is gratitude. The third is integrity. The fourth is humility. And the fifth is acceptance. And I think that they transcend any belief system. They're almost really, uh, they have to do with the golden rule, but more than anything else, the common thread between all of them is selflessness. And I really believe that that is the path, or at least in my book, a path to peace and joy, where it's this idea that these principles allow you to really get outside of your head because you're not focused more on yourself. And I think that's so essential, you know, the idea of um, this book being an unself-help book. Mm-hmm. It's really like twofold. That. It's because of that, because of the selflessness, but also because it's not a process. It's just about principles that and values that we were all taught and in some ways have forgotten. And so what I've tried to do is distill them down into a back to basics approach mm-hmm. and really just a perspective that, hey, if we look at ideas of kindness and gratitude and integrity and humility and acceptance, we can simplify things a lot easier. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned something uh, I've heard a lot about gratitude being even my 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 particular mentor, my business mentor mentions like having a practice every day when you get up because you can get into the mull of, oh, I have to make these sales calls. I have to do this that, and the other. And right. you get into that's not a good state to start your day with. So it's like start your day with what are the first five things you're grateful for? And that gets you on a mindset much better for life than ah, I have to do all these things. Um, go. No, I feel it, something. It, yeah. you, you're, you're spot on. It changes mm-hmm. your perspective altogether. When you begin a day feeling abundant in the world, feeling grateful for all that you have, not regretting what you don't, it changes in the shapes of your entire day. And especially if you make it a practice, yeah. then it becomes part of your being, and which is what we're talking about, being exactly. rather than doing. Exactly. And then you mentioned something else that I don't hear talked about enough, uh, the um, humility. And I, I think that's something lost am, amongst uh, uh, the great leaders of the world right now and people in general. We forget that sometimes, you know, whatever your story is that you believe life is, how about just stop, have the humility and let someone just tell you their perspective without being like, no, my perspective only, ah, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. You're so right. And humility, it's funny of all, I should say of the five principles, humility, I feel like is the most underappreciated. Kindness gets spoken about quite a bit, of course, for good reason. You can never have enough kindness in the world and gratitude. You're right. People develop practices. Mm-hmm. I think integrity is one of the most self-explanatory principles mm-hmm. that, again, we've lost also as well. Acceptance mm-hmm. is kind of the anchor, which I yes. think is critical. But humility, that idea of, in my mind, how we, how we create more humility is by cultivating awe in the world. And it goes <sighs> back to exactly what you were saying is that our sense of importance, but let alone uh, uh, self-importance or self-absorption. And I think it has to do with understanding and appreciating our lack of significance in the world. Not that we're not special, Mm -hmm. but to understand that we're part of something much bigger. Yeah. So when you say, ah, that recalls for me having this sense of curiosity, being like, what, what, what else can I learn? It's like, I'm not at the end point of, I know everything. There's more to understand and learn and grow. That's what I love about these podcasts. No and question. all the people, there's so many amazing people with just different perspectives and things to bring to the table to help us all learn. 
So you nailed something that's so important, this idea of curiosity. And when we talk about when we were obviously younger and learning in, in school, we were curious about things. We were asking why about things. Yeah. And I think that having curiosity, especially at any stage in life, shows a sense of humility because it shows that we're teachable, that we're willing to learn. And mm -hmm. I really do believe that humility is, is essential for personal growth. I think it's a sign of maturity in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah. And one suggestion that I give to develop more humility is to listen up, but focus more on hearing rather than listening. Mm. I really believe that oftentimes when we listen in conversation, I know that I'm guilty of this, we're busy preparing our response or how we want to answer it rather than really trying to understand what's being expressed to us by a friend. We want to you know, jump in maybe on a business call with, with, with our two cents, but really <laughs> instead more to hear what's being said. And there's a difference between listening and hearing. Yeah, I, I love that you went there because uh, when I first started my podcast, it was really for business purposes to get my message out, la la la. And I did a couple of them. I, my husband's like, could you shut up and listen to the person <laughs> talking to you? And so I was so worried I'd forget what I have to talk about. And he's like, if you're really listening, you're not going to have to worry about what to say next. It's going to be a conversation. And hence where the name Life Unscripted savvy business came from because I didn't want scripted questions anymore. I just want a real dialogue. But that's what you do so well is that you create the dialogue because you there's a give and take, you listen to answers and then you feed off of that and you create conversation and stimulating conversation because you're right, that's how we learn. And yeah. it could be one small thing that you don't realize someone picks up on and makes a difference. That's the idea of, of, of being humble and being open to learning. Yeah, this is awesome. I know we could go on much longer, but I want everyone to find out where they can get their very own copy of The Unicorn and You. Find out more about you. How can they do that? That would be great. Thank you so much. So The Unicorn and You is now available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble. We were fortunate to be number one new release in three categories uh, between self-help and psychology reference. It's very exciting. It's very humbling, of course. But most importantly, I just want to make it accessible to people and interact and hear their thoughts on what principles matter in their life. So please visit theunicornandyou.com or come send me a note at joshkramer.com. I'd love to connect with everyone. Awesome. I'll put both those uh, URLs down on your show page. Great. I thank you again so much for coming, Josh, to share your great wisdom today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Keep up the great work, Christina. <laughs> you betcha. Take care. Take care. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.